And now, welcome to Chai with Manju, with your host, Dr. Manju Shen. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Chai with Manju 2023. Today, we're going to talk about Black Sunshine Baby. It's the new Netflix documentary about the life of Aisha Chaudhary. She died at the age of 18, leaving behind an incredible legacy and some beautiful lessons to live life to its best. Our guests today are her parents and producers of the documentary, Niren Chaudhary, a very popular CEO of Panera, beautiful mom, Aditi Chaudhary, and the director of the documentary, Nilesh Maniar. Nilesh is a writer-director who has some great work to his credit, including Margarita with a Straw, Modern Love Mumbai, and of course, spectacular film, Skies Mink. Let's meet them. Um, Niren, Aditi, and Nilesh, welcome to the show. It's truly an honor for us to have you with us today. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for so, having us here. And we are so excited about Black Sunshine Baby. So I have to tell you, it's very unusual to have a documentary follow a feature film, especially one which was so successful like Sky's Pink and had superstars like Faranathar and uh, Priyanka Chopra. So what motivated you to make this documentary? So I'm going to start with you, Niren. Well, um, you know, when my daughter Aisha was passing away on the 24th of Jan, which is just around the corner. Um, you know, she held my hand and said, uh, Dad, I don't want to die. And I, I felt uh, incredibly helpless as a father. Um, and it, you know, really uh, impacted me deeply. And I feel that one of the ways in which I can bring her back to life, in fact, the only way I can do that, is by bringing her back to life in the hearts of uh, millions of people who haven't known her because she was such a special child. And I think, therefore, the uh, uh, the inspiration uh, for the movie of being able to tell her story uh, and share that with the world. But then I think the documentary takes it a step further because that is Aisha, uh, thanks to the way Nilesh was able to put it together, that is Aisha sharing her own story um, through her art, uh, which is a very unique way of uh, describing her incredible journey and the impact that she had. So I think for me, this is a way of honoring her and bringing her back to life. And the documentary is releasing on January 24th as well. That's, yeah, right? that's the day that, that she passed away. And I think that's right. uh, a uh, very important uh, a moment for us that we're able to bring her back to life in a way Absolutely. on the day that she passed away. Absolutely. What about you, Aditi? Um, Manju, I have uh, been through a lot of life and I have learned and really taken inspiration from other people's lives. I read only on fiction. Um, I think this was my way of giving back. I really want to impact the world in some way. Um, for me, Aisha's gone pretty much. <laughs> Um, it's beautiful that she very much was present in the documentary. But, you know, when you start a project like this, it's always the director's vision. So you don't know what the documentary is going to be. That's the beauty of a documentary. It has a life of its own. It grows organically. So for me, it was I, I basically just wanted to uh, leave some sort of legacy where there was a positive impact. And uh, the documentary got delayed for several reasons. And I realized 
it is very very relevant in today's world because it's a story of multiple losses but still having hope and i think with covid so many people have lost so much that i really hope that it will give some sort of hope and courage you know and healing and um, yeah that was my motivation for really doing it absolutely and what about you nilesh so anecdotally um, just to correct some facts so the documentary was conceived um, thanks to nirvana and aditi right at the same time when shali started scripting sky spin and um, i really um, find it very courageous of nirvana aditi ishan to be able to share such personal space in a form of film for the world to kind of take their leaf you know uh, from their life and um, it it took a long time also because you know i never met aisha i i didn't know her personally um when you are writing a film you have the liberty of creating certain amount of fiction um but when you're documentary um nirena naditi and ishan allowed us to uh, get into their personal space collect everything and literally construct a life out of it so that life can be of many interpretations but um it took some time to interpret it um in a way that felt is coming together in a way aisha possibly would have been aisha possibly um would have communicated and literally when i first read her book um uh and i read her epiphanies i there were some connections but all dots were not connecting for me and um over the years like two and a half three years that we were trying to construct this documentary one day in fact i called aditi and i said i think i had the epiphany and you know it's mm-hmm. like it just felt like something just dropped out of that book and you've connected with that material and and you felt it and that's how at that was a time when we realized that this documentary has to be all about what aisha's journey is being and can it reflect something on screen that feels like life that we all go through from zero to another zero Wow. and what happens in between in between and i think um yeah that's what my crew has tried to do and mm-hmm. and really hats off to aditi nirena and ishan to to really share their personal space with everyone absolutely absolutely and uh, i have to tell you i'm very curious about the title of the documentary black sunshine baby i know there is a song but um tell me what uh, made you choose that name I don't know about the song I don't know about the song but there is a poem so when we were going through all the material of Aisha right what we went through was fascinating for me because I've never done a documentary before I've never really entered somebody else's bedroom before uh and collected their material and read and um so when I went to Aditi and Irene's place I said can I get everything in this room right from everything that was scribbled and thrown into a basket to her notebook to everything and when we went through that entire material so book is published and her art is there to see but there's so much more to her material and there was this beautiful poem called black sunshine baby which also is at the last page of the book um okay. and and it's also i mean i won't recite that those um seven lines right now but you should see it in the film and that resonated so much more so i felt like we started doing a film for a purpose 
on the way we found the meaning, on the way we found the poem, and in the end we just found life in it. That's so beautiful. And glad uh, that when Nilesh told me because the working title was "Sky is Pink Only," even for the documentary. Okay. And um, when he told me that I've decided that the title is "Black Sunshine Baby," I was almost whooping for joy because Aisha's <laughs> other title for her book was "Black Sunshine." Oh, really? And she really struggled between the two titles, and um, mm. I had kind of forgotten that. Um, you That's know, amazing. and I wanted to. I wanted to also leave the space open for Nilesh to have his vision and for things because he right. kept saying it's going to happen organically. You know, so, absolutely. Yeah. There are no coincidences in life. This was right. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I think for me also the uh, the name uh, is very reflective of who Aisha was, uh, which was you know one of hope and optimism uh, and a spunky attitude. So black for me signifies the darkness. Uh, that she was going through yet sunshine <laughs> is the ray of hope um that she embraced life with and baby is her like you know spunky attitude that she had so to me it's a it's a great descriptor of how she lived and how she embraced uh, life uh, i'm hearing your dogs in the background and i know how much she loved dogs it's funny oh. i feel they're joining us in the interview <laughs> going back to our story um Tell me, you must have watched the documentary by now. What are some of the highlights for you? Niren, you tell us. Um, I think uh, one, I, I have to say that um, I have to give credit to Nilesh and how much love uh, he poured into the documentary. You know, I'm a very sort of a structured thinker, and I kept asking Nilesh, mm-hmm. "So, what is the? What are we trying to say? And uh, what is the story arc? You know, and." because there what is the beginning and the middle and the end and and he just looked at me and he said there's there's no story arc he says it's just an expression of a life well lived and i think the therefore what is unique unique about this documentary is is just an expression uh is, you know for the audience to take away from it whatever they need to take away from it so it's not patronizing we're not telling anybody anything they can join the dots and and get from it whatever they see they need to get out of it that's what it means to me absolutely what about you aditi i love seeing her artwork and you know i just feel like oh my god her <laughs> writing her doodles it's uh, even just seeing her is just so wonderful because uh, i don't think sky is pink is that much about aisha you know as it is about the journey of the family this documentary yes. is aisha all the way and i think ishan's interviews are beautiful i mean i'm to a partial but i think fine <laughs> of the of the story you know um he just comes short and sharp it's just very well done yeah i for me and, uh, seeing her knowing that the whole world will see what aisha created is such, so special you know apart from all the impact and all that as a mother i feel very happy absolutely yeah. and i'm glad that and i read somewhere that it was good that you filmed her so much you know oh, that so that you have really all that saved you know documenting everything we 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 had those were the days when the video camera had just been uh, discovered i think so or i was able to afford one so i bought one uh-huh. just time and therefore i had you know just spent all the time just filming her and everything that she had to do so Therefore, we had a lot of footage, 
and you know right. that's that's the right. that's the camera by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how it's creative people have I, their, they I have held <laughs> I've held this camera as a blackmail with these people. <laughs> Just in case they were not to release the document, here, I was like, I'm not giving this camera back. Of course, so, I, I, I do feel that. The, uh, you know, I, uh, it was a year after Aisha passed away when we started working on this, and I feel I look absolutely terrible. And it's funny <laughs> that um, I, I told Aisha, you know what's wrong with you? Nobody's bothered about how you look. But funnily, when I asked Ishan, and Ishan, I thought Ishan looks fantastic and he spoke so well. He's a good looking kid. And he told me, Dad, I don't think I look that great. I said, What? It's like father, like son, like you know, thinking about how we look. But, but I think, uh, Aditi was sure she looks good, right? No, no, no. We had no professional makeup or anything now when I do look at it. But you know, it's not important. It's not about yeah, us. It really. It's it about is. the viewer. And and I love what what Niren said is so true. Uh, or the few people I have shown it to, each person has taken something different from it. And I think it also reflects her book, uh, the, the My Little Epiphanies. Some people find it very uplifting. Some people find it very depressing. Everybody who engages with it gets something different out of it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I also see different things in it every time. And I have to say, it's very hard to see a piece of work that's about you. You're never going to like it. I think um, the, there'll always be something, you know, I wouldn't have done this or I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, right. Right. vision all the way. I see something new because he's not saying very much. He's showing you. Right. Show. And I have to say on the same note that I have watched Aisha's Pink Talks and we talked several times on uh, on YouTube. And certainly when I interviewed Niren for the first time, it's already been, I think, a couple of years. And each time I watch her talk, I feel I learned something new. And one of the most important things that I have learned from her is no matter where you are in life, learn to live with gratitude, you know, and that I think she got from you. And this is such a beautiful lesson to learn from her. Um, would you like to share what is the most important lesson that you have learned from your daughter's life? And I'm going to start with uh, Nirena. I know there are so many lessons, but what is it that you always, you know, that makes you remember her every moment? I think there are there are so many things, um, but I I have to tell you that whenever I am despondent and in despair and uh, you know uh, looking for direction, um, I think I, I keep going back to the uh, her epiphany that she wrote in a book that pick the highest mountain to climb on and the dullest of days to shine on, meaning that whenever things are like are not good, pick a mountain, you know, and just give yourself a challenge focus on what you can do and not what's happening to you and then do everything that you can to get to the top of the mountain. Even if you don't, it's okay, you know, that you tried. If you do, then pick another mountain, you know. And, and wow. I think uh, I remind myself uh, in all situations um, at work personally that uh, if I'm looking for direction, I just remind myself to focus on what I can do and not mm -hmm. what, what's happening to me. Right. What about you, Aditi? Me, um, I think uh, losing her, um, seeing her fortitude in the face of death, it's very easy for parents to say, oh, be strong and all. But for the child to actually be that strong, um, I feel like she outdid us. Um, I think 
the most beautiful gift she's left behind for me is her own death. Funnily, I live with the thought of death every day. And so I live my life differently. Um, you know, there's an app called Vikrok. It's a Buddhist philosophy. <clears throat> they, they text you five times a day. You're going to die. Yeah. Like, and they say that you will live the best life if you remind yourself five times a day that you're going to die. Wow. Um, so wow. I live with her loss. <laughs> I live with uh, her, her fabulousness and um, the loss of that. Um, it's just, um, I, I'm, I'm a whole another person because she died and because she lived. Yeah. Now, um, Nilesh, I have to ask you this. We are all in Boston, very big fans of Margarita with the Straw, Modern Love, Mumbai, and of course, Sky Spankham. As you said, this was the first documentary that you made, and I'm sure it's going to be incredible. What are the best lessons you have learned from making this documentary about this incredible child? One of the lessons is never to make a documentary again. <laughs> it's, oh my it's, 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 um, it's so challenging in, in its uh, reality. Just watching, you know, when you are dealing with fiction, it's so much easier emotionally than when you are dealing with reality. Uh, because as Aditi said, like when she watches films, she finds something new every time. So imagine like we're watching footage again and again, we're trying to figure life out and we are contemplating life day in, day out, watching that. No, not just Aisha, even Nirin's life, Aditi's life, Ishan's life. Absolutely. Um, it's um it was um it was consuming at at a different level as makers mm-hmm. uh for us emotionally um but at the same time uh it was rewarding because you know if you ask me because I'm not a parent um and I simply cannot say that I know what they have been through I can only imagine it um but when I like just close my eyes and I think try to remember what do I remember of of that life that I uh, saw unfolding. All I remember is scribbles. I remember a lot of scribbles, you know, and that's what I relate to. Like there's a lot of time when I'm scribbling a lot when things are going on in my head. Um, And I felt that uh, if you were to actually take entire material that she Mm -hmm. scribbled and would try to make, uh, there's a book, there are her talks, but there is a person behind that scribbling at home, scribbling her thoughts away, um, making notes, uh, sending pictures, sending SMSs. There's so much more to her. And in finding that, I felt like, um, oh man, like, you know, that life, it's just, um, it sometimes makes you feel small, basically. I have never been touched by anyone as I have been by Aisha. I have to tell you that. Over and over, I've watched uh, how she speaks and, you know, a tiny little girl sitting there with the power of, you know, this this gratitude and love. It's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Now, Aditi, you talked about death. Now, death is a very difficult subject for us, I think, culturally as Indians. Um, and I really feel even as a doctor in my day-to-day work, when I'm uh, talking to Indian patients, we really um, don't deal with it very well. I feel that as a culture. 
um, compared to when I look at a lot of other um, cultures. And I read uh, and watched one of your interviews where you said that our society does us an injustice by not really preparing us for that. And uh, you also talked about uh, Shanali Bose, I believe, who was the director of Sky Spink, where she says that she, um, where you said that she celebrates her son's uh, death as, and, you know, celebrates the death day. Now, what is your um, input? And you shared, you talked a little bit about it earlier on in the interview. What are, what is your uh, input now? And what do you think as a community, as a culture, we can do to have better conversations about it and accept that death is a part of life's journey? Hmm. I think we are, uh, we, it's just a kind of a social conditioning that we protect our children from death. We don't want to talk right. about it. In India, if you say death, right. uh, like, mat bolo. Right. Uh, true, true. By talking about it, you'll invite it. I wish that was the right. case, but it's not, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think we just need to talk about death more freely. I mean, when I lost Tanya, I remember Shan was born two years later, almost one and a half years later. And everyone told me, don't tell him that he's lost a sister. Why do you want to traumatize him? Uh, but I insisted on telling him. And I told him when he was two months old and three months old and <laughs> six months old. So if you ask him, how old were you when your mom told you that you had a sister who died? He'll, he'll tell you, I don't know. I always knew, you know. So I think children are very resilient. You can tell them anything. They will Absolutely. only what they can actually handle. Right. And I think we just need to talk about it more freely. And, uh, you know, there are African tribes. They don't celebrate de- uh, birth because mm-hmm. they just think it just happens. And they don't right. want death at all because it just happens, you know. Right. So we just make a very big deal about certain things and we, we, we're a bit skewed, you know. Right. So I like to talk about death quite uh, freely, uh, which does freak people out. But... Um, I think now people are really looking at it. I mean, right. apps like We Croak are there. And yeah. people download right. Right. I have a friend, she kind of sees it and she smiles, you know, right. uh, five times a day. Uh, and she changes right. what she's going to do in her life, being reminded that she's going to die. And I think Shonali was the perfect person to make uh, Sky Spin because her take on death is just so different, you know. I mean, she said something like, aren't you going to clap when your child comes first and finishes his race? Like he finished his life, you know, he didn't need to be mm-hmm. here anymore. I'm, I'm, I haven't reached there yet, but it's it's remarkable. And I think that's why Sky Spink is such an uplifting story. You right. know, it's not a, oh my God, she died, you know. She right. tells you right off in the front only, I'm dead, but chill, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And, uh, I, and by the way, the documentary was Shonali's idea. And That's I think wonderful. it was her son, Ishan, who she talks to quite a lot, who said, Mama, you should make a documentary. So actually, it came from right up there. And I think somebody in the heavens above has seen this journey of six years. Um, right. What we have been through making it only we know. I mean, for Nilesh to even come up Absolutely. with a plan, it was very hard, you know. Right. Absolutely. And even as a woman of science, I know that there is an in, you know there is there are powers above us and there are so many inexplicable things that happen you know the 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 circle of love never ends and i'm sure on a daily basis you feel her presence right but i'm glad the world will feel it as well now <laughs> absolutely undoubtedly 
Undoubtedly. So we're going to talk about a very important topic, which is the bone marrow registry and DKMS, BMST. We have discussed that before, and I feel that this is so important because, again, culturally, we are in the same space. We do not register for it. We um, we could be saving so many lives. And I think this is not just going to be a documentary. This documentary by talking about is going to actually save lives. Um, I have been talking to some of the organizations locally uh, ever since I knew we were going to do this interview. And there's so much interest now to have the bone marrow registry and people are just waiting to see the release of this documentary. So um, Aditi, again, do you want to share a little bit more about this topic? DKMS, do you want to say Yeah, sure. So I think, um, you know, Aisha said in her, uh, in her book, uh, if you can't change your own life, there's always someone else's. Somebody else. And I think true uh, fulfillment lies in the act of giving and making a difference uh, to others uh, and helping them in some way. Uh, Aisha died because she didn't have access to a bone marrow donor. If there was a bone marrow bank like DKMS, Aisha would not have died. And therefore, I think um, uh, we are very honored to be part of this, uh, this movement and this organization called DKMS, which is the world's largest bone marrow bank. I think they have eight or 10 million uh, registered um, donors. And, you know, you can, you can save a life. All you have to do is just register yourself, give a DNA sample, which is doesn't cause any pain. It is very easy to do. And then you're on the bank. And then should there be a match, then you will be called upon. And then you, you know, help that, uh, that individual. So I think it's a really good cause. And I would really urge all of our listeners to look it up. It's just dkms.com. Uh, um, it's dkms.org slash Aisha. She has her own page there. Aisha has her own yeah. page as well. Yeah, Absolutely. I've and just that. for the record, it is now all about stem cell donation. So the, it's... Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's right. general anesthesia. It's so much easier now. Registering yes. is just a swab from the cheek. Um, right. Yeah. And we really, really hope that, um, you know, um, Aisha's projects are about impacting the world. You know, she always said we are all on a roller coaster journey of our own. Right. And when she wrote the book, she said, I really hope that this helps somebody on their roller coaster ride. So um, that that was our hope for the documentary as well, that, you know, somehow it touches somebody somewhere. And I think if people register, there's there's nothing easier. You know, in fact, I met one of the donors uh, at one of the DKMS uh, conferences and she said, oh, my God, imagine meeting your genetic twin. And I thought, what a gift. Right. That's a very interesting way to put it, right? Yes, if wow. you hold on to donate, you're so blessed. Yeah, you know? right, right. Wow. wow. So I have to um, now share with everybody again. It's releasing on January 24th. And how long did it actually, Nilesh, take you to make this documentary? From the birth to the release. <laughs> um, I've lost the count of years, actually, yes. But, um, <laughs> really? I just, instead of counting years, I think I just want to thank people who put in those years, uh, including Aditi Niren and Ishan, um, especially uh, my editor Toshar and Ishita. Mm -hmm. These were the two okay. partners in crime. And, and mm -hmm. I think the world should just watch it, uh, not to 
necessarily, you know, Aisha has written an inspiring book. Aisha has given inspiring talks, but um, I think Aisha would be very happy that this documentary is going out where um, her entire life um, is, is being put out and everybody can just find something in it for themselves. Like I'm really looking forward to people not finding the same thing in that film uh, over and over again. You know how you watch a film and you say, oh, I like the action sequence. I like that. No, you just find yourself in it. So, yeah. That is so wonderful. And uh, I wish you all the best. I can already predict that this is going to be absolutely fantastic. And uh, Nilesh, I hope you come and visit us in Boston. Um, and we can talk about the film in person. And uh, hoping to see both of you, um, Nidin and Aditi, soon as well. So thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about uh, your beautiful daughter and this beautiful, beautiful film showcasing her life. You're very grateful for that. Thank you for having us, Manju. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let the love spread. Thank you. Thank you.